All right, everybody. Welcome to Divi Chat. How's everybody doing this week? Only eight minutes late, not bad. Not bad, not bad at all. It's shocking that we had some more technical difficulties this week, and I'm real happy to say it wasn't my fault. That's like the best part ever. So uh, it's no one's this, fault. This is no one's it wasn't fault. my fault either. No, it wasn't. It was, it was, uh, it was this guy's fault here. Yeah. Let's blame David. So, uh, yeah, yes. it was David's fault. He should have been here. So uh, today, this is episode 164 already, which is awesome. And we have a, a topic that uh, is, a, oh, it's such a personal thing, email. Our emails, gosh, I just hate them so much. I hate email. But other people love email. And whether we love it or hate it, it doesn't matter because it's a crucial part of our daily life as business owners. So today we're going to talk about some hacks to be more productive with your email um, for your business. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. Um, we have, as you may have noticed already beside me over here, am I pointing the right way? Yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, the uh, We have a new guest panelist today, Mr. Mike Devitt. Uh, if you guys are in uh, the Focus on Your Biz Facebook group, you may also know him as Papa Bear because he looks after everybody and he takes care of things. So he's here today to share a bunch of his uh, wisdom with us as far as it goes with email. But Mike, go ahead and give us your little uh, intro. Yes, my name's Mike Devitt. Thank you, Stephanie, um, for introducing me as Papa Bear. That's just, yeah. <laughs> I was going to change it and ask to be James Bond, actually, because I thought that might it's, be. Yeah. <laughs> an affectionate nickname. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so I run a, a web design agency in the UK, uh, in, in Maidstone in Kent in the UK, uh, and it's uh, very imaginatively titled webdesignpro.co. And uh, we've been going for the last five years, and uh, myself and my son, we work together. That's awesome. That is awesome. And then we have a very familiar face also here today. Yes. In other words, you can't get away from me. Other other <laughs> panelists will take weeks off and nope. <laughs> um, Here's me and Tim. What, what yeah, rain or shine. <laughs> yeah, me and Stephanie, most mm -hmm. consistent Divi chatters. Um so yeah, if you don't know me, uh Tim Streifler. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California in the USA. And uh, you can find me online at divilife.com where I have my Divi plugins, child themes, and tutorials, wpgears.com where I have my Divi Business Expert course along with our good friend David Blackman, who's not able to be on today. And then uh timstreifler.com where I have my client services business as well. Uh I, I want to quite call it an agency because I'm not as sophisticated here as Mike. So I'm going to just call it client services business. <laughs> just, client, just a little old, just a little old client services. Was that all of them? Do you sure you don't have any more to throw out there? I mean, I can, I could, I could throw out some, you, you know, <laughs> old failed project URLs or my old, uh, AOL instant messenger handle, yeah. um, AOL account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I almost used the AOL "You've Got Mail" thing for the social graphic today. But oh, that's I didn't funny. End up doing it. I that was lazy. Cool. But anyway, I am Stephanie Hudson, and I run a um, WordPress, a white label WordPress maintenance company called Focus on Your Biz, where we take care of all the tedious backups and updates and everything for busy agencies so you can just keep on building cool websites in WordPress, especially with Divi. So anyway, you can find me over, over at focuswp.co or in the Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, where we have a lovely little group of small agencies, freelancers, and related services in there uh, hanging out. So uh, anyway, without I guess, did I already say without further ado? I don't know why I like want to say that again. And I don't even like that phrase, but. Without even now. more further adoing. Yeah, we've got, we've had enough ado already. Okay. So no more. Nice. We're going to get right to it. So we're going to talk about some email tips. Uh, how, like just as a quick poll, if you guys, you two here, and then you guys in the chat, even if you're listening later, type it in as a comment or something. How many 
emails does it show in your app on your phone? Oof. I don't How think you want to know show? the answer to that question. No, 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 no. I have um, my badge turned off, so I'm gonna have to go turn it back on real quick because. Are you ready for this number? So. <laughs> I don't know uh, if this means yeah, no. it's gonna be really high part or of really this, low. No, 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 it's very, very high. And part of this is because I have a side project uh, with my cousin and we were using, um, we were doing lead, uh, email acquisition and so the the form plugin that was set up was sending an email every time someone would subscribe so the number is 25,506 um on my oh. on my iphone app i don't know if you can see that there <laughs> focus in on my crack screen there it is oh brutal yeah but 21,000 of those are from that one account so <laughs> oh my but even if you subtract the 21,000, we're still in the thousands. So There's still 5,000 of them. Mike, how about you? Well, I've done it on unread. So, because, you know, there's so. Yeah, I think I, that's. I, I think you end reason. up. Yeah, I think you just end up getting so many. Um, but it's only 125 unread. Wow. So that's not too, that's not too bad. But that is amazing. Um, I tend to do filters on stuff like word fence alerts and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, but we'll come on to that. We'll talk about trying to organize your email, but it still dominates our lives, doesn't it? It's funny I... that you said word fence filters for word fence. Cause that literally is typed into my notes as like using filters and the example word fence emails. Yes, word yeah. Fence. <laughs> yeah. Cause they, they send a, a, a lot a, of them. There was a, U a YouTube, lot. um, stream a webinar this afternoon um from the word fence guys and they were talking about email alerts and they actually i think you can catch it on um on a replay but they were talking about what you can turn on and turn off and um there was a really cool one which i picked up on which we'll we'll come on to in a bit nice that's awesome yeah. look at the teasers mike so mike stephanie, look at the teasers. I... I didn't get to say my number go on what's your number, number stephanie i'm I'm close to Tim. I don't know. Wait, let it focus. There it is. Oh, there's a, there's a, is that 20 or 19? I got a 19,000. 19. There we go. 19,528. And I don't Ooh. have the, I, I also set up, I had a, um, a New Year's resolution, which Tim, this is perfect for your, like what you always say about New Year's resolutions too. I decided I was going to declare email bankruptcy at the beginning of yeah. this year because yeah. I'm so overwhelmed by the emails and I, I'm never, I'm not going to go through 19,000 emails. I'm not going to do it. So I thought I would declare email bankruptcy. Uh, yeah, which, I've done that. You guys know that term, right? Okay. So yes. for those that might not, that means you just, you just accept that you cannot pay it all. You can't get it all figured out. So you just trash everything, which I would archive. I wouldn't trash it, but you just archive everything. And then you get to <laughs> inbox zero and then hopefully you start fresh. Start fresh. And yeah. I net, I never even made it to that point because I, there was always something in my inbox that I couldn't quite get rid of. And I don't know. So now I'm just trying to yeah. just make my peace with it and handle things that are important. But yeah, I, I we, we didn't, I'm hoping to make some changes after today. I didn't get to do my defining, Stephanie. I didn't get to define oh, the topic. Oh, I'm sorry. Please. <laughs> I know. And I just defined something. So I feel like everything's no, 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 we're good i just want to set up the topic <laughs> a little bit and give some background yeah, so sure. we started last week a it. series on productivity and so uh, productivity for web designers specifically and we kind of had it uh chunked into different um types of productivity and so last week we covered wp and divi related productivity hacks and we realized that like we there's no way we can talk about productivity everything that needs to be said in one episode. So we decided to make it a series. And Maybe so we should have been more about... productive in our episode. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, no, I'm glad because rather than trying to to squish everything in, it, it, it makes more sense to make it a series. So I'm, I'm really glad it worked out that way. And so we kind of decided on a whim uh, last week um, and it turned out really well. So yeah, so this week we're talking about email hacks. And this one is is really important in my opinion because email is something that like it's a necessary evil i think stephanie mentioned in the beginning that like mm -hmm. you might you might hate email and that's the case for a lot of people but it's necessary you can't completely ignore it and so i think with the right uh quote unquote hacks 
the right uh, tools and processes and, and um, the right setup and, and um, kind of methods, you can basically, uh, rather than your, your email dominating you, you can dominate your email and you can have that. Um, Love it. Uh, as Stephanie mentioned, that inbox zero, that sought after inbox zero, um, which I think I've done that maybe once in my life. Um, so now these are was that near that, the beginning. Yeah, that was near the beginning or, or okay. shortly after my uh, email bankruptcy. As it, when I yeah, there was a time when I had inbox zero fairly regularly, maybe for a year, but I didn't run a business. I had or two businesses for that matter. I had um, I had a job and so I could like keep on top of everything. But so I suppose to quote one of the questions I have. Um, uh, uh, relating to email is that if you receive an email from somebody that is uh, work related, does that, it, is all of your work coming through via email or do you point people off in a different direction? So for example, um, if you've set up like a support or you've got like a Zendesk or uh, a WordPress, um, you know, uh, support tool that you've set up, do you just say to people, no, if you want to, any work done, you you push them through that portal rather than pulling everything into email because otherwise it just becomes this ever-growing list, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I do that exact thing. So for on the product side of my business with Divi Life, I have a support team. Uh, and so we have a support system. We use Help Scout. Yeah. We definitely do not use yeah. email. Um, and so, but because um, I'm the the owner of the company and the front person and the tutorials and all the videos, people will email me directly for customer support. And so yeah. what I do is I, I, I point them over to the support center and yeah. technically I could forward the email to support, but that gets messy. And it's like, I want them to be reminded that, Oh, I go over here to support. So it's kind of like, like subtly, mm -hmm. like, uh, training them, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and so, but what I do is I found myself sending the same emails, over and over again. And so what I did is I started using, um, I like where you're heading a tool Comes called to text expander. We, after oh. we, we, we had an episode on here on David chat on automation. We talked about a lot of tools and text expander was one yeah. of them is you can basically yeah. have canned email responses and there's different ways to do it. What I like about text expander is it's, uh, you sign into an account and you can do your multiple devices. It's supposed to work on mobile. I haven't been able to get it to work on mobile, but it's not specific to just Gmail. And so like, for example, I'll have people that will message my Facebook page or whatever. And so I can have it pop up and autocomplete based off of the keyword. And it'll basically have that canned response that will then send them. So, cause I know there's like Gmail extensions for like canned responses and stuff, but then That's it's, right. it's mm -hmm. tied to Gmail. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I have that, a, that, I have a few of those set up too. I was actually going to say something. James Rose was the guy who came on and talked about yeah. text expander, which is a life changer. I use the one in Setup. I don't. I think it's called Rocket Typist. I think that's what it's called. But um, but James also has a thing where people would email him constantly for support for his product, and he started just snoozing them for like four days or something like that, oh. like several days, and then replying and saying, oh, sorry, I don't monitor this for support. And then sending oh, the email back brilliant. to give it a little more incentive. I was like, that's really <laughs> I like that that's one. That's funny. <laughs> and if you have it's the guts hard to though, do isn't it? it? Because yeah. It, yeah, because if you're help, you want to help. And, and it's really difficult to ignore an email from somebody. But if you've said, said to them, look, this is where I want you to go. This is the, it, you know, lock a ticket. You will, you will get seen to if you lock a ticket and you ignore their email, then sooner or later they'll get the, they'll get the message. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's still a painful process to go through because you can see the email and you think, I really ought to go and deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and actually, and, and I, I experienced that too because people will ask something, is a similar question. And so I've gone back and forth, whether I just send them straight to support for that simple question, or what I've kind of opted to do lately is if it's a super simple question, I'll answer it and then point them to support for, for follow-up. So for example, people will always be like, Oh, uh, where do I download the Divi overlays templates? And so, um, rather than just saying go to support, cause it's like literally like, Oh, you just go to your account and go here. Boom. Um, I have a canned response for that exact question that says, yeah. Here's yeah. how you get the templates. And then if you need 
if you have follow-up questions, go here. And then yeah. a lot of times they they'll they'll ignore that and reply with more questions, and I'll just ignore that because it's like I already told them where to yes. go. So yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I'm giving myself permission so to another, no longer respond. Yeah. Here's another little email hack based on that, right? So what if you put the answer to that more clearly on your website? Would that eliminate the an FAQ? Them sending it, or people just don't even look. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, it is in places. Part of that thing is because that specific issue is because my documentation shows it in one place and we've moved it and we're in the process uh, of updating the documentation. So once okay. the documentation is updated, but, but yeah, th there's definitely certain things that like, yeah, if it's in an FAQ yeah. or certain things, it'll help eliminate some, but from my experience, people don't read. And they'll just no, go they and don't. ask. And then well, what that's happens why I said, is, like, do you think that would be a thing? Right. And, and what a lot of people do is they'll go and they'll ask something and then they'll go and they'll, they'll figure out themselves. They'll find a documentation article or something. And then you get around to actually answering the question, you know, doing a long thing. They're like, oh yeah, I found it in your, your documentation. Like, yeah. Great. great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. And people look for chat these days <laughs> as well, don't they? There's a, there's a real desire to just well, to talk to somebody you know, so they're, they're, they're looking for right the, away. The we want, yeah, we want instant, instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So this is, this to me is irrelevant. Like, I don't know how to structure this episode exactly. Right. Because it's like, you know, there are things we can do with our inbox and stuff, but sometimes it's things like that, like making sure the information is available so that to they don't the have email. to write like other, other tools that can be used so that you don't even get the email in the first place like that, like putting something on your, website or Facebook messenger, like uh, autoresponders and stuff. You can do that. You can set up autoresponders, even with chat bots that can like answer certain questions that are regular yeah. questions, things like that. I, to go back to your original question, Mike, which is do people communicate through email? I, I hate email. And part of the reason I hate it is because I'm bad at it. You know, we like things that we're good at and I am not organized in my emails at this point point in my life. I, and I think a little bit of that is a, is a tool problem. I've switched email um, clients a number of times over the past, like maybe two years. And I haven't quite found one that like really fits in my groove. I had one that I was using for a long time and I set up a million filters of things. And, but I, my big regret with that is I set it up with the client, not in the Gmail interface. And so once I switched clients, it didn't bring all my filters with me. And now I have these dumb folders in my Gmail account for an old program that I don't use anymore. So, so that's like, that's part of it. But the other element to the client question is to get a client to use a program that they don't already use. It, it's you're setting yourself up to fail because they won't use it. You know, if you try to get somebody into Asana or Trello slack even i do have a slack. couple clients yeah. that i've given a slack channel to but i only do it for people who either have already worked with slack or are tech savvy because otherwise they right. just and they love it they love being able because i respond quicker and it's much better you know it's just it's easier but um and if you have a group then you don't have to send like reply all and then people forget to reply all and they just reply more. and then it's just a uh, freaking email. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I like Slack for and Asana for internal purposes, but external, like you said, to try to train them and stuff. I just don't get it unless they're already used to Slack and, and that sort of thing. Um, one thing though worth mentioning is like we use help scout for product support, but you could use help scout for, you know, agency customer support, that sort of thing too. Mm -hmm. And what I like about it is from the uh, company perspective, it's a nice interface and it keeps track of everything and you can assign tickets and stuff like that. It's more of a ticketing, but from the customer point of view, it actually looks like email. So they're doing something they're familiar mm -hmm. with. They're emailing back and forth but it's not actually going to your email help scouts intercepting it and putting it into their system. And so the actual like support center in the traditional sense of help scout is completely invisible. It just looks like email to the customer for, for Divi life. We use help scout, but I have a, uh, a integration with the website that actually brings in those tickets. So it kind of gets the best of both worlds. They can simply respond That's nice. or they can go to the website to be able to look at the ticket. So it kind of does the best of both worlds, but, but yeah, I think mm -hmm. getting people 
off of email, like you said, whether that's for internal purposes, using Slack, Asana, uh, for external using some sort of a um, CRM like Zoho or whatever, if it's like an inbound referral lead type situation or customer support. I think those are huge ways to kind of eliminate email. Um, and so, oh shoot, what was the point I was going to make? Totally I don't know, blank. but I just rambled on about 10 different things and didn't answer anything. <laughs> either, but the thing is, the thing is what you get There's just so much. It doesn't matter what the Bring system. us back, Mike. <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't matter what the system is. You have to have discipline about, around it. So I gave Slack, we, we, we did an experiment with a, with a, a, a customer and, uh, and I thought this is a big project. Let's get, let's give them Slack. Let's put it out there with them. And oh my God, it dominated my world for about three to four months. And, and in the end, because I hadn't set any parameters around it, it was, I was getting slacked where they were thinking of something when they were going to bed. And it was like, oh, we just thought of this half 10 at night, you know, <laughs> just wait. So that was, and, that was a client. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's why I don't want clients on my Slack. Yeah. No, well, it can go really bad. It can go really badly. I've had client, I had one client that it was the same thing. It was just, he was nonstop pinging me and it would be like, how about now? How about now? How about, you know, like I would say like, okay, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you yeah. almost have to train them anywhere you're at, right? Like you have to kind of do those tricks where you purposely don't respond or you set your statuses or things like that. But I have a couple clients in there that it's great because it's the, it eliminates tons of unessential emails where it's just little feedback. Or when we have, like I said, a group where, you know, I've got like the team, like the SEO guy, the copywriter and the client and me all in one group where we can say like, this is ready for review. Everybody take a look and leave your comments yeah. in the Google doc. Like that's beautiful. But, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to have like a rule of thumb about it. I think you kind of just have to know yeah, the right. We went, we went in at the deep end and we got burned and, yeah. it, was, and it was not pretty. Um, but we, we, we still responded. We still did everything, but in the end, we just had to have a, a put a lid on it. And I, in the end, I just took the app off my phone. I thought, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this now, but I will respond in the morning, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it just be, but I, I cultured. So I inadvertently cultured this, oh, I'll just respond, you know, it's half six and I'm just eating. Mm -hmm. and, oh, now it's half seven and I'll respond. And, and you, you, yeah. you become your own worst enemy. And it's the same with email because with emails you get into, unless you've got some kind of discipline with it, and this is where we can talk yeah. about disciplining yourself to either schedule emails or only look at them a certain uh, time of the times of the day. And I've got, I got into a habit and I'm a quick responder. And, and, the, and of course, the other thing when you're a quick responder is when you're responding, you're not always responding with enough time. You haven't given yourself enough time mm. to respond in the right way. So you might be reacting. You might be reacting to something. Yeah. And of course, email is the worst. It's the worst for communication, especially if somebody's written something that you haven't taken very well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, you actually hit a couple of things that were on my list for hacks. Um, when you say like late at night, wanting to respond, I think, because um, I'm the same way, it's like, I just want to get it out there and be done with it. And so yeah. one thing, like, I, I think there's, there's two things. One is just like continuously being tied to your email and wanting to constantly be responding and so what you said which is one of the things on my list is uh only opening email at certain pre-scheduled intervals and so yeah. you know first thing in the morning maybe you know like i, I kind of have to because stuff comes in overnight i have to do it first thing in the morning but then not checking it again until you know noon and then not checking again until three and then not checking again until you know yeah. five and then not checking it again. <laughs> and so yeah. I think that can be a really good thing to kind of discipline yourself to not be, because then what you do is uh, you end up doing a lot of that reactive type of work where you're rather than like focusing on getting stuff that you plan on doing done, like getting this homepage designed or mm -hmm. like uh, doing your invoicing or whatever. Instead, you're just reacting to an email that comes in and then another email comes in and just throws off productivity. Um, so that was one thing I wanted to say. And then the other thing before I forget is Gmail has a really cool schedule feature that's pretty new. So like there's times where you want to send an email, but you don't necessarily want them to respond back right away. Cause if you respond back to their email, 
it like opens up, they think that you're available and wanting to chat or yeah. whatever. And so they'll respond again. And so you can actually schedule an email and, and basically delay it. So even though you're mentally, you're checking off the list, or you're responding, it's not actually being sent right away. And so I think that can be a, a, a cool hack as well. Cause it's like, yeah. you're not, you're, you're basically, you're responding, but you're not responding right away to them. So they, yeah. So you anyway, can also snooze cool. your emails in, um, in Gmail or, you know, G Suite. And then another thing, yes. which uh, is the uh, follow-up then. Is that what it's called? Follow-up then? Have you heard of this one? I think this mm -hmm. is actually another James Rose thing, just coincidentally. But he didn't talk about it on the show. I think it's something he posted. It's, uh, let me just make sure. Yeah, followupthen.com. So what you do is you see, you don't have to create an account or anything. You just CC um, like 10 minutes, like one zero min at followupthen.com. You BCC it and then it'll like just remind you of that at any given interval. So that's also handy if you, cause I used to use my inbox as a bit of a task list, which yeah. is a questionable move. Like really it is when, when my, when it was more manageable, I, I kind of could, like I just wouldn't archive it till it was done. And that was fine. But now once you get up into the five digit numbers of unreads, like forget it. But once in the nineteen thousands. Yeah, it's it's done. Yeah. But um, so you know, but to do something like that where it's like, okay, I'm gonna address this, you know, whatever this issue, you know, I'm gonna respond to this email, but then I need to remember to like I have to follow up or if they don't follow up in a certain time, whatever, you know, like check back on it. And you can do that and then archive the email. So you can get it out of sight, clean out your inbox until you need it again, which is another sort of, I know that one's not for everybody, but that that's something that kind of works with, with my brain. Because I worry about forget, a, like I'm like a out of sight, out of mind person. So that helps yeah. me to like take it off of my like worry reel, you know, like where I'm like, wait, I got to remember. Yeah. And this is a really important time. It's a really important time to do this because what's happening now is normally when we're doing designs for, for customers, you send an email to them and you, and you think they won't read that till tonight because they're out working and, and all the rest of it. But they're, oh, now yeah. you're getting instant responses and it's like, whoa, <laughs> because everybody's at home. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. For sure. So, so true. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. So filters, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Oh yeah, um, that's a big one though. Let's dive, yeah, dive into Filters that. and labels together. So for example, yes. Like yeah. WordFence emails, right? If you use yeah. WordFence or any type of thing, like there's so many emails, you can turn them on and off at like different types. So like if you don't want to get the general like scan emails or whatever, you can turn them off. But they send a lot of emails and it's the kind of thing where if you're like me, it's like you want to get it, but you don't necessarily right. want to get it in your inbox all the time. And so you can uh, create a, a label so if it matches that subject line or from that uh email sender or whatever it'll label it and then you can set a filter to then filter that out and apply that label and yeah. so that can be huge and i i do that for for things that like for example i do a lot of uh email list acquisition stuff with freebies and stuff and so my form plugins will send me when someone subscribes and i like getting those emails and i like having a record of it in my email and i'll explain why in a second um, but I don't need those in my inbox. It's just a chore to have to constantly be archiving it. And so having it have a filter and a label and getting it out of the way, then I can check and see, okay, cool. I had this many people download this plugin today. I had this many people do this and, um, I can easily check it mm -hmm. from my email. And so I like that about it, but it doesn't clog up my inbox and it's not constantly a chore for me to have to go and archive, archive, archive over and over again. Um, it's kind of embarrassing how long it took me to actually do what I just described. Um, but, but anyways, and, and so, uh, so yeah, there, there's something else that kind of is a part two to that, but I know you guys use filters and labels. Wanted to get your thoughts too. Yeah, I think, um, I think I try and set up, uh, very specific things too. So like manage WP for me is one that's big because that's what we use with focus. We get tons of, you know, emails for all of the sites in there, like all of our sites and all of our client sites. And so if you've got that many coming in, you, it's easy to get like email, like alert blindness. Like I start to not pay attention, but they have different keywords in them. If it's like, Oh, this user logged in, or, or if it's like, oh, you have some plugins that need updated, but we do them so regularly, like I'm not going to respond to that and go 
take action. But if it's a critical error, a site down, a security right. vulnerability, like those, I want to come into my inbox. So it's not, you can filter not only by the who it's from or to, but also those kind of things like words in the email, which I've, I've found that level of Precision. specificity pretty good. Yeah. So do you That's need awesome. to know, so that what by default with word fence, for example, so this is what they were talking about earlier. Do you need to know that, for example, every single website has there's a latest version of Yoast that's just come right. up. So therefore they've said it's nuts, like alert, yeah. alert, you need to update a Kismet. Like uh, yes. no, I don't <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. So what they recommend, so to prevent the email, so let's get to the root of the problem because we've set this up on all our client websites to um, get these notifications is to set your severity level to high and then you're only going to get the critical message uh, if, if there's a critical error. So instead of getting all of the, um, you know, uh, I don't know, use, use any font or any other... Uh, plug-in that you might have used um, you you're only going to get the very very critical stuff um, and then then you're going to pay more attention to it because I, I do exactly the same thing uh, I mean you also get the regularity of the emails from Workbench which is your sort of weekly summary of all the cross-site yeah. scripting that have, from whichever mm -hmm. country as you know has hit the site and you and you look at them and you go oh it's quite a lot this week moving on and, like, and Workbench is like Hey, did you know you just logged into your own website? Yeah. I love that one. It's, yeah, that's great. That's brilliant. Like, when it's again, me, don't email me. Yes, yes. So they were talking about that as well. So it's it's really important just to, to or try and prevent it, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Screaming at somebody's house. What's that? That's my wife. That? She's she's screaming because I think there's a spider next door. So I oh. to them in a second. <laughs> Maybe she's just really excited about email hacks. Yeah, no, I don't think so. She is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, They're still filters. going on. Two scoops, two seconds. Yeah, she's freaking out, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, what were we talking about? Oh, filters, yeah. Yeah, filters, filters are amazing. Are... And another kind of, this is more specific to Gmail and G Suite, and it kind of goes along with filters, is you can actually um, like say, for example, uh, we'll just use my email, for example. So Tim at davylife.com, right? I can put Tim in a plus sign in anything I want at mm, davylife.com right. and that email is still gonna get to me. And so you can basically use that for different accounts and stuff. So for example, like I could do Tim plus elegant themes at davylife.com for my elegant theme subscription, for example, or my um, all the emails that they send and stuff. And then I could filter anything that comes to that specific email, filter those over to here. And so Christian actually brought that up in the chat, um, doing stuff like that for when you subscribe to email notifications for, um, you know, various marketing newsletters and stuff, you can do, you know, your name plus whatever uh, newsletters, yeah. Yeah. email marketing, at yourdomain.com and then filter all of those out together. So you have all your email newsletters in one little filter, which is like its own little uh, mailbox within your, your account. So that that's something that's specific to G Suite and Gmail. I don't know if others use it. They might have that, uh, you know, that might be on other email things as well, but I know for sure Gmail and G Suite. And that's awesome. And I, I, I use that a lot for different things. Super helpful. I used to use that very extensively, except, um, Instead of the plus sign, I would just set myself up as the catch-all in G Suite. So I like my um, my Netflix account is Netflix at whatever, and you know for like same thing like elegant themes at what I would just put what it was. And the reason I did it was because not so much for filtering, but for trying to keep track of where all the spam was coming from because I was getting a lot of marketing messages. This is a few years back. And so I thought like, well, that's a great way because then if somebody's sending me something and it says Netflix at my, my domain, I could understand like, okay, they sold my, you, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. the, the thing I ran into was down the road, like after doing that for really like a few years probably and having tons of accounts, 
like it's kind of nice to just have one email address that you use to sign in for stuff like when you don't like Ooh. if something's goofed up with your account yeah. or whatever or if it's something that maybe like you forgot i mean i use LastPass, so i pretty much have everything but like if there's something where you're trying to log in you can't and it's like uh well you could at least put my email like i at least know what email address i've used for most things now you know like or i can get a better guess so that was my only downside to doing that and i'm not sure like the effort in doing it really equaled the benefits that i was hoping for i did learn a couple things but nothing like life-changing with it but <laughs> anyway. uh, the other yeah, thing is that's interesting. the other thing about is is that um your, your email interruption that 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 moment where you've stopped and you look oh I've seen an email and you've only got to see, say, like a headline in it or something or a particular person that you might be dealing with. And it stopped you. You're in mid, you're in mid thought. You're in you. And it's, and I was reading um, online. It was saying, do you know, it takes 90 seconds to read and then resume the task you were doing before the interruption. And I think it takes longer than that to actually get your head back in what you're doing. And if you're doing any kind of programming or anything that Design. requires, yeah. yeah design anything that requires concentration and so one of the things you know notifications your email notifications switch them off so because it'll just you'll, you'll get another little noise or another little interruption and yeah. um and we live in a in a world of procrastination now because um you'll get your notifications on your phone there might be something uh say about COVID that's going on that's 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 local and you suddenly get something pop up on your phone and and you just have to block all this stuff out. But email, because it's so dominates our lives, it's really important to 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 really go back and say, right, I'm only going to do this at this at this at this time and yeah. not to be so available. There's one question I was going to ask you both, and that is um if you've got you, what you then have to do, if you're going to do like an email responder or an autorespond or something like that, or give your customers or clients some kind of word that they can use that's, um, if it's important, what's your contact details? Like a How secret you word to yeah, get or into your inbox? something that gets it. That's my point. So there you go. You could almost say, you can almost say to them, if you use this word, you're going to disturb me but I'm going to take it seriously. So whether it's the word emergency or critical or, or whatever it might be, um, that at least then you know that if you if you do see something like that and it does pop into your inbox and you've kind of got it there on the yeah. side, that um, you're, you, that's the time then you are downloading tools because there's maybe a server down or something gone, gone wrong. Yeah, and I've never done anything like that, but that, that is a, an interesting idea for sure. Um, back to what you're saying about um, notifications, you could really change the word notifications to interruptions and it would yes. like, it would be yes. synonymous. Like it would work. Yes. Cause that, that's exactly right. Like getting uh, interrupted by your notifications all day. And, and this is something like we're, we kind of have this uh, scheduled for a different topic, but like, like mind shift is a, is a huge killer when you're, you're designing and then you're trying to go back and then you're, you're trying to shift over here to solving this customer's problem. Then you want to shift over here to do this. And it's like exactly what you just said, Mike, where like having to regain like, okay, where did I leave off and stuff like that? Like, I think 90 seconds is like, that's the minimum. Cause like, depending on what you were doing and you know, how long it, the interruption took, it's like, you know, yeah. it could take 15, 20 minutes to get your focus back onto that task. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's sure, why like, sure. Yeah, yeah like sh shutting off notifications, do not disturb, closing your email, yeah. closing Facebook, this, 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 like putting your phone on do not disturb, and then sticking to one task is, yeah. to me, it that's also like the opens only way up to be tons more room for error, especially with things like coding, stuff like that. Cause you forget, yeah. like, oh, like you might be just sort of messing around with a couple little things, and then you leave and you come back and it's out of your head and you forget. Yeah, it leaves tons of room for error. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is completely unrelated, but I can't stop thinking about it. There was this movie that, that Tina Fey was in. I think it was Sisters or something like that. And they had, uh, she was with this guy. They had a safe word. And her safe word was keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what you said. Like, I just keep thinking like, not like your, your email keyword is like, this isn't important. <laughs> 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 Like we don't still get through and that would like flag you. Yeah, not urgent. Right, not urgent. <laughs> just going back to 
just going back to Tim's point uh, uh, about sort of um, labeling um, and maybe using color codes or, or whatever. Um, and I, I was um, again looking into this because it's again, this is all about discipline, isn't it? Use your, use your inbox as a holding pen and create six inbox subfolders to help you take action. And you can create a today, a this week, a this month, a follow-up, an FYI, and I love the last one, a someday. Someday. <laughs> GTD, baby. The, G, the classic. That's the David Allen GTD method, I think, isn't it? Is yes, that I think David it is. Allen? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I mean, he like started all the Inbox Zero stuff, I think. Wasn't that him? Yeah. Did he, yeah. I don't know if he coined the term, but like that was his big thing. Like, yeah, get it out like get it out of your inbox and delegate or delete what's the third one um deal with it delegate or delete it something like that yeah and it's managing your energy and you and because uh at your most productive times of the day uh, do you want to be sitting there doing emails at your most productive times of the day or do you want to be doing emails a little bit later on it, it when I you're suppose tired, it really depends yeah. Yeah, because what a lot of people do is they'll probably start work at the beginning of the day, open up their email inbox, and then go, oh, my God. Or so and, I, and it, it's like a tyre being let down. <laughs> <laughs> All I the enthusiasm's gone. <laughs> don't follow the usual advice. Like, everybody always says, like, don't check your email right away. But I'm not a strong starter in the morning. Like, I have to ease into my day. So for me... That is kind of a good time. So sometimes before I'm even out of bed, I'll check some Facebook notifications, check emails, which is like, everybody always says that too. Like, don't start working right away. But like, I'm waking up and my brain is getting into work here. So for me, that that works, you know? And I'll, I'll check and say like, so it just gets my brain in the right mode too, rather than doing, if I do something fluff and easy, I'll either fall back to sleep or I'll just wanna go like have breakfast. Like it, it doesn't get me in the right gear for starting my day. So to just read emails and say like, oh, that's right, I have this coming up today. You know, I check my calendar, look at my email, look at some notifications. And then yeah. by the time my brain starts working and I get up and get my coffee made, then I'm kind of like, I have a, a frame, a mental frame for like what's what's coming. What yeah. I need to do is then close it and not continue to check it or let it yes. let it ping me because even I've done it too, where it's like, I'll even close my email thing and then it still pings up on like three other devices. And you're like, ah. Even if it's not like crucial stuff, even if I'm not going to address it and deal with it at all, like even if it's a word fence alert, it still makes you go like this and turn your head and read it and it distracts you from, you know, it, and it does, it takes that mental energy. Yeah. Okay. I, I also, first thing in the morning, look at my email while I'm still in bed. And I've heard that too, that it's like not the best, but to me, it actually, it really helps. Like you said, it kind of puts me in the right frame of mind Whoa. and stuff. And, and so all what... I thought no work in the bedroom, Tim. Except, <laughs> except for email first thing in the morning. Oh, that's the one exception. Goodness. Okay. okay. Was, that's more of a nighttime rule, huh? It's it's a nighttime thing, yeah, to get to sleep and stuff. But and then I like I don't work during the day in there as well. It's just like while I'm laying in bed, like still kind of waking up, reading emails. Yeah, yeah. Like, just to sort of get an idea of what's what's exactly and then the i can knock off some quick things be. really quickly or it's i can start processing while i'm making breakfast and drinking coffee and stuff like that and kind of uh and then i and i come back to it and stuff so yeah and, and i don't think that's a um, thing for everyone i think that it just if it works for you great um because right, yeah, some people say they could never brain, do it that yeah. way yeah yeah i, I um, try to switch the phone off if i can and 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 sometimes i've been really good and i don't actually take it into the bedroom Mm. um but um unfortunately it's a habit isn't it it has to be there by your side just in case well it's my yeah. alarm it's my everything so yeah yeah um, well and i have like a lot of smart home stuff so it's like i need to change the thermostat oh, i need yeah. to control the lights i need to do this like is someone in my driveway okay i can see on my yeah. phone um so what was it okay so we're running a, like we're getting down toward the end of our time so what, the other thing that I really wanted to talk about was the tools that we use for email. So what, um, I mean, it sounds like the three of us all use G Suite. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I recommend to people too. I don't, yeah. I mean, that's a whole, that can be its whole own topic in and of itself. But do you guys use the browser? 
Yes. So check mail. Do you use an app? What do you use? I, I use, uh, when I'm on my computer, I use the browser. When I'm on my phone, I do, I do Apple mail a little bit, but I also have the Gmail app and Apple mails search feature is terrible. It is so terrible. Google's uh, the only one that can do search, right? Yeah. Google is a search data company. So yeah. like the search they have built into the, uh, their, their emailing is, is brilliant. And so you can easily find stuff very, very quickly. And so, um, for that reason, I highly recommend it. My dad is anti-Google. Like he doesn't like anything that Google does. He thinks they're uh -huh. evil and stuff, but he, <laughs> <laughs> but like, we'll be talking. He's like, yeah, I can't find that email. I'm like, okay, well, it'll take me three Google seconds it. to find yeah. any email ever that was ever sent to me. Um, and it's, yeah, it's because of, 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 uh, G suite and, and their, the search function. So I don't like to use email clients for that reason. Like you can use G suite and then hook it up to an email client. The only email client I use is Apple mail, but if I have to find something, I head on over the Gmail app. So, so why do you use Apple mail? Is there something you like about it? I think it's, it's just kind of habit. And also I have a bunch of email accounts. So just the way they, uh, they basically, um, what's the word, uh, like show an overview of your email accounts. I, it's mm -hmm. just a little bit cleaner and it's really simple. So on my phone, I just like this, the simplicity and like how, how clean it is. But if I'm like gonna be doing a lot of emailing on my phone, which I try not to do anyways, then I'll, then I will go to the Gmail app. So I have them both on there. Yeah. How about you, Mike? What do you use? Uh, Thunderbird. Uh, it's just, oh, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Outlook, I just looked at it and thought, um, is is you get it's just a big mess. It's a mess of um, of everything going on, and I think it's a classic example of a company that are, uh, are doing that uh, very much for um, the biz uh, for for sort of big business. It's much more scheduling. That, yeah. yeah, it is. And so I just wanted something really clean and really simple, and I started using Thunderbird about five years ago, and I've I've I've, I've tried one. Every now and again, you stray and you try something different, and you go, no, 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 just go, just mm -hmm. go back. Let's keep it nice and simple, nice and clean. You can see what's coming in without. I used Thunderbird a long time ago, like mm. when it was newer, and it it was really good then. I um, I've tried a couple. I used one, but you're on Windows. Like Outlook is, you get pressured almost to use Outlook. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and I know like my dad uses it because he's used it for years back from when it was more business related. Yeah. Um, what he was doing like he worked for a big company that you know would do that and it's it's such a nightmare like it stores all of your emails and data like it actually stores it all in one file like a pst file or something like yeah, that it, and yeah. this file this one file after several years of emails and stuff it gets to be like in the gigabytes like it's nuts to have one file that big that you have to access and stuff so it starts to get really slow and yeah, it just isn't very nimble. It's great at what it's great for, you know, like mm -hmm. you're in a big enterprise situation. But yeah, but yeah I've tried a bunch of the um, smaller ones and um, like airmail on the Mac was really good for a while. But there was just a couple of things that it, it didn't have. And that was like a paid one. It was not very expensive. I know um, it's a shame uh, Sarah and Leslie aren't here because they have they have some like strong thoughts on the email clients and like yeah. how they look. They care about the design a lot, which I care about that a good bit, but I really need certain functionality Yeah. to keep my 19,000 emails under control. <laughs> That's good to say, yes. And uh, right now I'm using an app called Station, which is interesting to me. It's still, I have a couple things that it doesn't quite do, but it's one of those ones that is almost like, um, it's like an emulator window kind of, where you can run the, basically the, the Gmail interface, but it's it's like an app, but it's in there. It's like iframed, I, basically, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, not exactly, but kind of. And that's how Shift worked. <laughs> Did you ever try Shift? I tried Shift. Yeah, it, but this one is sim very similar to Shift, and it's free. So I just tried it because Shift was kind of pricey. Like I was real close to pulling the trigger, because um, I need the whatever is involved in Pro, I don't even, like another account or something. But um, but it's a little bit expensive for what it is in the age of it but um i was i was getting real close to doing it and then i thought oh let me try this one and like i said it needs a little help but you can also add other apps into it like ClickUp and um twitter and some of your social media things and whatsapp so it's that's kind of 
useful, I think. But um, <clears throat> one thing I I don't like is that you can't merge your Gmail accounts. Like I love being able to look on my phone and have all email from all my accounts in the Gmail app. It'll sh I could just have three because I, I have three. I have my personal and then I have my two businesses. So for Sweet Tea and for Focus, I have an email. So I can kind of break it into, you know, I can see everything all at once instead of having to go one to the next to the next. But um, but yeah, so I do I do like that because my issue with using the browser interface of Gmail is that I have too many Google accounts and I would constantly be getting logged out of the of the one I wanted to be, you know, just because as I'm going and helping clients, I'll log into my admin account for them or something, you know, and it's like the next thing I know, I'm not getting any of my notifications when I want them. And it, it, that was just too messy for me. But I guess I could I have thought about setting up like complex filters that would all come into the one box and blah, blah, blah. But, Oh yeah. Yeah. I like having them separate and, and looking at stuff separately. And so I, I basically, I just have a browser window that has all my email accounts signed in simultaneously. I don't do like browser notifications for email because I just don't want that. And so mm -hmm. I just keep it there and I'm logged in. And so, uh, and then I'll just look at it when I need to type of thing. And that yeah. works like it's simple. And cause I tried shift back in the day and I just felt like it was overcomplicating it. It was just like, it, browser tabs work, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. So, so do you use like a different browser? Like, do you use like, maybe say you use, like I use Chrome for, as my daily driver, but maybe I thought about doing this too, like opening up Firefox and having like my email windows in there so that as yeah. I'm in Chrome and doing work, then it wouldn't like change my account. Yeah. I use, don't hate me. I use Safari for uh, like signing into accounts and stuff like that for like development stuff. Chrome all the way. Um, and then Firefox I use just for, for checking, looking at stuff. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm signed in on, on Safari and stuff. Um, and the reason why I use Safari is I just like iCloud stores all the passwords and stuff. And I just, it's a little more elegant than LastPass, but I also use LastPass. So, so yeah, anyways, I mean, they all work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, what I do. And I don't have a problem like getting signed out of accounts or anything like that. Like every once in a while, like maybe like once every couple months, like randomly I'll have to like sign back into the accounts and that might just be there. Um, the cookie expiring and making me log back in type of thing. Yeah. I get that with uh station. They, they'll log out. I'll, I'll have to like re-log in, which is annoying because last pass on the desktop, doesn't fill in apps you know like on your phone it works with apps but oh, on the right. desktop it only works in browsers and so i'm like then you got to go freaking look up the thing i'm just like i'm so impatient <laughs> <laughs> so christian christian says in the chat that he likes spark mail um, i think i've tried also, that one yeah and also for searching i haven't tried that one and um, <clears throat> nancy's a Nancy says that she hates Outlook, designing a custom HTML hand-coded. You have to put all kinds of conditional rules in the code for it to look decent yeah. in Outlook. Bane of my existence. Oh. Yeah, we haven't even discussed that element of email, like sending no. email. Um, no. So I've had an issue lately where I have a client that I email back and forth multiple times a week, and his emails, nine times out of 10, are landing in spam. Yeah. I cannot figure out, like, and yet there's this other stupid sign company that I've unsubscribed from 10 times and I still get theirs in my inbox. Like, what is, what is this algorithm that's happening? Have you guys been getting more like, like wrong spam? That's no? an interesting one. Cause I mean, I look at spam in two ways. I look at what I've received and then uh, what happens because my clients will um, sometimes they'll come to me and they'll say, Oh, all my, all our emails are going into spam. And mm -hmm. I always go to, um, with, with clients, I always go to mail-tester.com. So what we do is we send an email from, yeah, from, from their um, email account to mail-tester.com and it will show you what you're missing in order to, for that email to um, uh, be, it, they give you marks out of 10. So very often you'll get a six and a half because you haven't got a sender policy framework um a record i never you. knew what spf stood for because <laughs> i know that um, that's like important like you have to go set up your spf record your spf sender your domain, policy framework 
send a policy framework, your domain keys identified mail, which adds an encrypted signature to the header. D-K-I-M. M, yeah, adds an encrypted signature to the header of all outgoing messages. And this is linked to a DMARC record, which is a domain-based message authentication reporting and conformance um, a record, which all sits on your DNS. Yeah. Um, and if you have all so, of those things at a minimum, at a minimum, you're going to get a decent score. So this thing, though, I just opened that up, mail.tester.com, and it... Mail-tester. Aha. Let's just say, check man, it. How big it tester? Yeah, um, yes, that's the one. Okay, just that's better. Mail-tester. Okay, that's cool. So, um, and then to... It's in the chat, and I understand. I know this too. I forget who said it. Maybe Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Stevens said you have to whitelist his email. But what does Google call whitelisting? Um, I've marked him as important. I also have added, uh, and it happened to another client just this week too. And I, I flagged her email as important. Uh, or wait, did I just say that? I flagged one of them as important, and the other one I added to contacts. Yeah. And so I don't know which one of those actually will whitelist it, but. Um, can you, so, look at anyway, the source, to... can you look at the source of the email, look at the header and actually look at, because uh, you'll you're obviously you're gonna find the email, but um, you can see whether it's passed um, the tests. So you can see what your um, internet service providers looked at within the header. So you can see whether it's got an SPF record, whether that's passed, whether it's got the DKIM pass. And actually, um, I think you also can see the DMARC um, on, on that as well. So that's, yeah, that, I'm going to have to run, I'm have to run his through there. Yeah, I know. And he has terrible email hosting. It's not Gmail. So, yeah. um, and that's, but, that's and, another problem because if yeah. any of the, if he's on, if he's on a domain that's had a, uh, been a spammed spammy domain in the past, mm. um, then uh, you need to go to, um, well, actually you'll, you can find out from mail dash tester. That'll actually tell you if it'll run through all of the spammy. I'm domains. totally going to do that. Yeah. So, it's a really uh, good tool. Speaking of Gmail and the things they do, do any, does anybody use their other inboxes, like the promotions and the social media and all of that stuff? I don't even do have it turned off? on for, for, for my stuff. Um, Cause I think uh, at least the way I understand it, when they release that feature, any accounts that were already existing would um, you have to opt into it. It wasn't default. And so they just never appeared for me except for on like a new Gmail account that I created after that mm. feature was released. So yeah, it updated to me. I don't mind the social media one because I don't, I get those notifications from the apps themselves. So it's fine for me to keep them over there. But a lot of the other ones, especially with what we do, like promotions are different. Like clients might send us different things that we want to get that wouldn't normally be, a, it wouldn't be a promotion for us. But anyway, we are at our hour mark. So does anybody, um, you want to go around and have some final thoughts? Uh, who wants to start? Okay. Mike, Mike, go yeah. for it. Okay. So I just think that you, you are uh, with email, emails totally taken over our lives, but it is, it's been there for so long. You have to manage your energy with it. And, and so it's really important just to take a deep breath. If you're going to go into it, because it could upset you. Think about the timing of going into your emails, and uh, and if you if you wake up in a in a strange mood, don't look at them. If you don't need to look at them in the evening, don't look at them. But just do it, manage it, go into it when you're ready. That will be yeah. That's sound advice. Love that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of. I, I don't think there's anything that uh, hasn't been said yet on on the topic of email, but just to kind of echo. What, uh, what Mike was saying, um, you know, don't let email dominate you, um, you, you know, get it to work for you and use the features that we talked about, the, uh, you know, methods and, and processes that we talked about uh, to get a handle on it and to be more effective and efficient. And so um, getting rid of email altogether that doesn't need to be hitting your, your email period. And then for stuff that you do need to get, but don't need in your inbox, get it out of your inbox, use filters and labels and stuff like that. So, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. And, uh, for my final thought, I think, um, this has been a good, like, just, it's good to think about it and talk about it because it reminds me like, yeah, I need to give this a little attention. 
And it's tough because we have so many things that require our attention, but this is one of those things like with any kind of automation or any of that stuff, it's a better processes. You have to invest time up front, but then it saves you so much in the long run. So I think this is something that I really want to do. I'm going to try to um, get some more filters set up and I'm going to try and set up some better scheduling for closing the email app during certain times of the day. I would love to hear what anybody who's listening is is thinking. Like if there's any changes that you've been inspired to make after this episode, let us know. Um, let us know in the chat, in the live chat, or let us know in the comments wherever you're listening to this episode. And um, and before we leave you guys, we'd like to say thanks again to our buddy Mike for being here today. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Thank to you. Pablo. Thank you Thanks to Pablo, our uh, administrator extraordinaire in the YouTube chat. We're always yes. glad to have him here. Rockstar. And um, of course, don't forget to smash that like button. We're at 100% likes for today's viewers. So that's pretty awesome. You guys hey, rock. Hey, uh, Mike already has a, a, uh, a repeat request. Joan requests that we have Mike back again. And oh, I... <laughs> Joan is going to be captain of the Mike Devitt fan club. Yeah. And here I thought that was my job. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Anyway, and don't forget, guys, go to ratethispodcast.com slash Divi chat. And you can uh, rate us. If you go to that link on your phone or your tablet, wherever you're listening, it'll open up whatever apps you have installed with the podcast. So you can leave a review conveniently there. And don't forget to give us ideas for episodes that you'd like to hear. Yeah. Is that all the is that all the business that I had to handle? Did I cover everything? I think you, you did. Can, you can, can listen everywhere. You, we're on all the things. iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> YouTube, Google Play, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Fever, and a Pocket Cast, and CastBox, which oh, was from wow. memory. That was from memory, guys. Oh, oh, oh. That's like terms and conditions you just did there. I know, right? <laughs> Rattle them off. Also, right. happy to announce we are now on Napster, so really cool what <laughs> i was just trying to think of the Since most we ancient about... platform app out there a a I like it's like now we are yeah aol and napster both brought up in this episode today we'll make yeah. sure we link those in the show notes for sure <laughs> if they still exist there we go <laughs> all right everybody have a great week we'll see you next tuesday thanks everyone take care bye-bye